Are you in Maui right now or where are you at? I am. Yeah. Uh, tell me, what is it like right now? So it's kind of interesting because not a lot of the like government has gotten involved. All of the, it's like kind of hectic, but the community is like really pulled together and there are so many boats and jet skis that just keep going over to Lahaina. You can't really access it right now by car. And so they are taking food and clothes and shelter and propane and gas and just everything they need, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What town are you in? I'm in Makawao. So it's, it's up the hill and um, like there's, Kula fires. I don't know if you've heard about those ones as well, but that's right above my house. Oh, so are you, you look out your window and can probably see smoke and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. How does yeah. that feel? It's, it's scary. I mean, we've had wildfires in the past up here. We, we used to burn sugar cane a lot. So we'd see it below our house in the cane fields. They don't do that anymore, but, um, it's it's scary because I know it's near a lot of my friends' houses, and so. Yeah, do you have friends who have had to evacuate or have had any property destroyed? Yeah, my my sister's good friend, her house burnt down. My good friend had to evacuate, and she she came and stayed here. And there was a family in our ward who had a fire right behind their house, like it was right there. So, so that was super scary, but their house is okay. They're okay. And I don't know, there's tons of stories like that. Yeah. Uh, tell me how you first learned about the fires and kind of your reaction from that point. So I was going to Lahaina early in the morning to go work with my dad at one of the resorts. And we were driving down and I looked up the mountain and I saw the fire up here, up country. And I was like, okay, like usually that's not a huge deal. They get them under control pretty fast. Like we've got a pretty good response team, but we got to Lahaina and we saw another one starting on that side. And again, like fires over there, are super typical, but the like special thing about this was the hurricane passing South of us. So it created this gnarly little sucking action and so at the resorts, all the power was off. And so they have these huge generators and it was just kind of dark and it was hot because none of the ACs were working. And so it's kind of an interesting look at the resorts, but um, it was just super windy all day. You could smell the smoke. Um, none of the sirens ever went off. We have like hurricane emergency sirens, which they test every month, but they never went off for some unknown reason, but we decided we should get out of there because the wind was getting super, super crazy. Like that's probably the most hurricane conditions I've ever experienced. Oddly enough, usually they come to Hawaii and they just kind of fizzle out, but this one, yeah. But it was, it was pretty scary. We were driving and we were stuck in traffic because they had closed one of the roads and you could see the telephone poles like bending, swaying towards the cars. It was really scary. And yeah, that that night was the night that 
a couple friends had to evacuate and we were all sitting together watching the fire progress through like social media and stuff. We had some friends in Lahaina. It was really scary. Yeah. What are some of the messages you're sending to each other at that point? So I, I don't even know. We were just kind of sitting there all together in shock. Like we didn't know too much because the, everything had gone down on, we call it the West side Lahaina area. Um, all the cellular service had gone down. So you were seeing pretty delayed clips of people that were had filmed it and then gotten out of Lahaina. So I don't know. It was just crazy. We were just kind of sitting there like, is this actually happening? You know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it started last week. So there have been several days where you're able to see a lot of news coverage now. A a lot of, I mean, people jumping in the water to get away from the flames and things like that. How does that, uh, I mean, just uh, surreal, like that, that's not a typical day in a life of a person, right? Uh, How how are you responding to this? I mean, we're responding as best we can to like, we, we've been, me and my family, I mean by we, sorry. Um, We go down and we have two stake centers in, in town, Kahului, that we've been volunteering at. So we've been doing FEMA stuff and we've been doing, that's like federal, like aid, basically emergency aid. Yeah. Um, we're doing clothing, food, just kind of everything like that. Um, I don't know. We just try to help as much as possible because we know people are hurting. We know people have lost everything, including people. So just try to support, I guess. Yeah. Do you know anyone who has lost their lives? I don't personally, thankfully. But we have some good friends in our ward who um, he went down the morning of and to try to find his cousin. And he ended up finding his cousin in the car with his five kids and they were all dead. Wow. Yeah. Um, As you think about being there that day that it it broke out, um, have you reflected about what might have happened if you'd stayed any longer? Gosh. Yeah. I've actually thought about that a lot. It was, we got out probably two hours before everything just went crazy. I just feel really grateful. I feel lucky. And I feel like I wish more people would have been able to get out as soon, but yeah, makes me lucky. Makes me grateful. Yeah. Um, now, is your family on alert to evacuate with the fire above you? We haven't been in, um, like, super hyper-aware because it's it's probably a mile away. It's by it's by a high school up there, the high school that I went to, which they've got, like, a bunch of gullies, which is kind of the only part they're struggling to contain because they can't get helicopters down into the gullies. So they're, they're digging trenches all around to, to stop it. But that's the only, like, that's the only up in the air part at the moment. They're pretty, they're pretty on it though. 
Are are you and your family just kind of glued to news coverage or listening to radio, watching TV? How are you staying abreast of what's happening? Um, honestly, it's mostly social media. Like, um, we've got, there's this guy on Maui who's very active in the water sports community. His name is Kai Lenny. And he's been a huge help in, like, orchestrating all of the supply runs. So from the first day, he was on jet skis with all of his buddies just hauling stuff. And that's a long jet ski ride all the way to Lahaina. So I'm grateful for him. But he's he's been very active in keeping everything updated. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you getting messages from friends on the mainland who are like, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah. yeah my sister actually is on the mainland. Um, and she, she texted us that night and she was like, are you guys alive? Are you guys okay? And then I got a couple texts like this, this week, just kind of spread out like, Hey, I heard about the fires, which is really sweet. I appreciate it. Yeah. What do you want people to know about the situation right now and maybe how how we can all help? Well, I guess I want them to know that like as bad as this is, there are so many people who have pulled together and it's really cool to see how well our community works together to just fight for each other. And as far as helping, I mean, not coming to Maui right now obviously would help, but... Um, if you want to donate things, like, as I mentioned earlier, Kai Lenny, he has, uh, I guess it's like a GoFundMe kind of a thing. I don't know exactly, but it's called the Positively Kai Foundation, I believe. He is, all of that is going directly to Lahaina and a little bit is Kula. So that's a really cool way to donate. And... Yeah, um, I'd have to look more into it, but just find a reputable source. And Yeah. When you're at the stake center uh, handing out supplies, what's the feeling like there? Um, and how are people, as they come to get the things they need, how are they responding? Um, to me, they seem just a little shocked. I guess a lot shocked. They're just kind of trying to process what just happened. Because many of them have like their entire lives have just been decimated. And for a lot of the people that live over there, those, those homes are like ancestral and there's, there's like 11 people to a house, which has like four bedrooms. So you've, you've got all these people packed into one room and you're just, you're just trying to keep them all safe. And they're really grateful. And for how how crazy a situation it has been. They're all, they're all pretty positive. Just cool to see. Yeah. You're, you're going to remember this time for the rest of your life. Uh, I mean, this last week, especially. Yeah. What, what types of stories do you think you will tell uh, in the future to people who ask you about this time? What's what's already rising to the top that you could tell me? Um, well, it's not specifically like an event, but I just saw this piece of art that somebody made. And it was about, I don't know if you've heard about the banyan tree that burned. 
it was, it was a 150 year old banyan tree and it's huge. Like it covers a whole block. It was in Lahaina and like, it was, it was a huge landmark, but it burned and somebody, somebody drew a picture and it was a banyan tree and a bunch of people under it and they called it found. I just thought that was a really cool thing. So I want to, I want to share that with people. Um, probably just share how it all started because it's kind of a crazy story, just how quickly everything escalated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amber, thank you so much for talking to me, taking a few minutes. Um, Are you returning to BYU-Idaho in the fall or does, does this change your situation at all? Not really. I mean, my, my family's house, our property is safe, which I'm very grateful for. I know some people have like, won't, won't be leaving anytime soon just because they need to, they need to do stuff here, but it doesn't change much for me. Um, well, we'll be grateful to have you come over. Come see us at the radio station. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Now, how long has your family lived on Maui? Um, my parents have been here about 30 years and all my siblings and I were born and raised here. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. You never expected this, I'm sure. No. Oh my gosh. If I were to like go back to the last time I walked through Front Street in Lahaina and thought that, like imagine that it could ever be burned down, I wouldn't have believed it. But yeah, it's pretty crazy.